Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection and rate it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week I'm reviewing Black Orchid, book 1, published in 1989 by DC Comics. For the video version of the podcast, head on over to youtube.com slash vmcampos. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash vmcampos. Now on with the show. First of all, a little behind-the-scenes info. Now one reason I'm reviewing this book is it is actually Neil Gaiman's first work for DC Comics. He had previously worked over in England and published a 2000 AD book or two. Came to the U.S., teamed up with Dave McKeon to create Violent Cases, and then caught the attention of DC Comics before their Vertigo imprint was launched, where they resurrected this obscure character that first debuted in the 70s. Black Orchid in the 70s was a character that was extremely mysterious, I think mostly because they didn't know what to do with the character, and then she kind of just disappeared. And it's funny, even in her own first appearance, her first origin issue, nothing of her origin is shown on that first issue. Not even her real name or anything, or even the name of the character spoken in the book. So it's a really much maligned character. Well, it wasn't until 1989 that the character got some proper storytelling by some titans of the industry. Well, at the time, there were not titans. Dave McKeon, Neil Gaiman, who are they? I think they're British, but they can't make American comics. Well, they got their chance, thanks to DC Comics, and they resurrected this character, took it in a brand new direction, made it modern, dark and gritty for the 80s and the coming 90s, and then their careers took off. And nowadays, Neil Gaiman especially is one of the most important names ever in the history of comic books. And this was his first comic book for DC Comics. All right, cover art. Um, First of all, I have to say... So Dave McKeon is an amazing cover artist. His multimedia covers are stupendous. They range from drawing and painting to collage and sculpture. Obviously, if you know the Sandman comic book, all of those covers were Dave McKeon joints, then you see their amazing surrealism and creativity. So for Black Orchid number one, unfortunately, it's not quite the Dave McKeon that we will know and love. We do have a beautiful painting of the main character, Black Orchid, expertly rendered, fascinating in these purple tones. Let's get a close-up of the character. And so we have this great realism going on with the character and um, details there that I think slipped by DC Comics editorial. But the rest of the cover, unfortunately, I'm not a fan of. We have this very simple, I guess, stone texture and the outlines of some orchids. I don't think this is a strong cover in the totality of it. There's this empty space, basically, this abstract flower. What we want to see is Dave McKean's art writ large, or more of a collage aesthetic like he'd be known for later. So unfortunately, I have to give this a 3.75 out of 5. I think there's a lot of wasted potential in this cover. It really feels... Like it was several ideas that didn't quite pan out. The main idea that should have panned out was the painting of Black Orchid. Not this little sketch of a Black Orchid on a simple background. But not to worry, Dave McKeon's art would reach stupendous heights in the future. Conversely, as for the interior art, 
This is a five out of five because you get pages and pages of amazing Dave McKeon art. The first thing we see is a photograph or something painted so well that it looks like a photograph with a leaf paper clipped to it, a real leaf, a real paper clip. Wow, multimedia. Then we get panels and panels and panels of expertly rendered paintings. Here's a very cinematic opening. Got some decompression going on. And then we've got realistic characters, realistic scenes, these beautiful color palettes that range from monochromatic dead to fiery alive. When Black Orchid is revealed, oh no, she's captured. I would have loved to see more of that original Black Orchid costume from the 70s. We barely see it here. And I would have loved to see how the rest of the costume was handled. But this realism, that's a really freaky part right there where Black Orchid is revealed. Lots and lots of panels. We'll get back to what's happening there later. But lots and lots of panels. Rapid succession in time. Other panels that break from the norm. Yeah, this... Interior art is a five out of five. I can't even imagine how long it took McKeon to create these interiors. Nowadays, he's, I think, really much more known as, an, as, as, as a cover artist. And so if you want to see his full power on display as an interior artist, Black Orchid is where you've got to go. That is an epic work of art right there. I wonder if it's been published in any poster form or any other ways because you could just get your get yourself lost in the artwork that McKeon creates in this line work. What's the material? Maybe watercolors, colored pencils, Conte crayon. Um, McKeon is just the master of whatever material he he takes on. Beautiful monochromatic over here, punctuated with colors. These background elements of the water drops. At first, they look like abstract shapes. But you see a faucet and then water drops. Water, the life-giving nutrient for plants. We have this monochromatic scene then punctuated with green. Excellent expressions. For some people, it's a little too abstract, I would say. Sometimes you've got these flourishes, these blurriness and so forth. Just give me full realism, some people might say. No, I love this. I love the full range of what he can do. So yeah, this is a five out of five. The interior art is tremendous. And then the expert use of color is magnificent. And so this other half of this dramaturgical dyad, Neil Gaiman. As I said, this is Neil's first work at DC Comics. He previously worked with Dave for Violent Cases, which was published in the UK, then the US. And before that, Gaiman worked on 2000 AD. So it's a fascinating read. Go to the Wikipedia article to kind of get the background information about this series. And basically it tells you that Neil Gaiman was in England, the big wigs of DC, the proto-vertical people, Karen Berger, Jeanette Kahn. They were there in England and Neil muscled his way in to a meeting with them and wanted to do various series with John Constantine, Swamp Thing, etc., Green Arrow. And they said, sorry, those... Those titles are all being written by other people at the moment. How about you got any other ideas? So Neil said, Oi, yeah, what about Black Orchid? At that point, his uh, accent made people think, Oh, you want to work on Black Hawk Kid? Uh, yeah, sure, who's that? But nope, then they realized, oh, Okay, Black Orchid, this character that debuted in the 70s that had like no background story and just kind of a dead-end character. You want to work on that character and revitalize it? Sure, have at it. And so... Gaiman created the new 
dark and gritty 80s version of the character that wears a lot less clothing than the 70s character. So, for the historical artifact of this being Neil Gaiman's first work at DC Comics, that's a 5 out of 5. For the actual plot and such, I'm kind of wavering a little bit more. I think I'll give this a 4 out of 5 in a more objective sense, in that I think the plot is very muddled. Hey, there's Lex Luthor involved in this whole world of Black Orchid. In the beginning, Black Orchid is killed, but not really, because she's a plant hybrid, and so one of her other spores, I guess, comes back to life. And so she has the old Black Orchid's memories and has amnesia, trying to figure out what's happening, and gets a lot of expository information by this Stanley Kubrick-looking kind of guy. And I think the story is very convoluted. It's it's issue one of three, so I guess it all adds up properly by the end, which then eventually segues into an ongoing series that lasted 22 issues, which Neil Gaiman did not write, and McKeon only did the covers, but then we got Jill Thompson and Rebecca Gay interior, so that's amazing. But I just feel this this plot, also, it's a little bit too mean. It's a little bit too 80s. It's it's a, It's got this realistic violence that I don't like, that I don't want to see in a comic book, in escapist literature. You've got these crosses and double crosses and just meanness, a bit of misogyny from Black Orchid's ex-husband. There's a whole plot about that. Read it on your own. Um, spoiler alert, and she saves his life, even though he was horrible to her and actually killed her. Uh, that's kind of a weird part of things. I, I kind of appreciate that we do have these glimpses of the rest of the DC universe. We saw Lex Luthor back there. Then we also have here Poison Ivy, the Floronic Man, and Swamp Thing making appearances that would go throughout the the book. So it's kind of cool that Gaiman is trying to tie it together with the rest of the DC universe in a way. This is an amazing sequence right here. What is this abstract shape we're seeing? Oh, it's a fish, and it's passing in front of the main character. And the blur, plus the sharpness and the blur, that is so cinematic, so difficult to do in artwork. Once again, that's why the art is a 5 out of 5. The story, in a one issue, is a little... A lot going on, kind of lacking. There's a meanness to it. There's an 80s grittiness to it that I didn't enjoy. There's no characters that are really enjoyable at all, especially this main character here, Thorn. So that's fun plant-related stuff. This guy's named Thorn. There's another guy, Sylvian. So that's some subtle plant stuff. But anyway, Thorn is extremely unlikable, and I suppose that's what you want, a very unlikable protag uh, antagonist, and there's plenty of antagonists. So in that sense, okay, it succeeded to me not liking the character. But I don't know, I just feel that the plot kind of rubs me in a weird way. So, four out of five. However, getting to the enjoyability, this is a 5 out of 5. This is an incredibly enjoyable issue, even though there's so many sad, mean things here and there, that together it adds up to be very enjoyable. Look at this rapid succession of staccato panels that uh, McKeon creates. And then we've got this weird flourish right here of Thorn, or I guess because Sylvian doesn't know who that is at the moment, it's just some mean thug, so we have a very abstracted character. And we re he realizes who it is. Oh, that's Thorn, who I kind of got with your ex-wife, kind of, and all this weird stuff. And then, of course, to be continued. And so the visually stunning, that is a beautiful panel there. Look at this transition here. We've got Sylvian all beaten up, reaching for a leaf. We've got the blood vessels of the human hand with the blood vessels of a plant segueing into a shaft of light with the moon 
segueing to Black Orchid Contemplative, and then again, Leaves. So, incredibly imaginative work. Fascinating to see this reinterpretation of this nothing character by masters of the craft who were just starting off, McKeon and Gaiman. Enough of intrigue to get you then going to books two and three to see how it all ends. How does it tie into the main DC universe? That all adds up to a five out of five enjoyability. Should you get it or shred it? Get it. You want to see Neil Gaiman's first work for DC Comics? Get it. You want to see early Dave McKeon work? Tour de force page after page? Get it. You want to see primitive vertigo? Get it. This book has been continually published in a variety of ways, collected into trade paperbacks in the 90s, republished under DC Black Label. It's very easy to get and enjoy it, and it has been enjoyable. Neil Gaiman and Dave McKean before Sandman. And that was my review for Black Orchid Book One, published in 1989 by DC Comics. So what do you think about Neil Gaiman's first work for DC Comics? What did you think about Dave McKeon's amazing artwork throughout? Are you intrigued to read books two and three? What about the ongoing series that lasted 22 issues after this miniseries? Spoiler alert, Neil Gaiman was not involved in writing that book, and Dave McKeon only did covers. But hey, we've got Jill Thompson and Rebecca Gay. That might be something cool to check out. And if you thought this podcast was cool to check out, consider heading to the Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos, and pledging to support the show for $3.33 a month. It keeps the show funded, it keeps it going, and you become a part of it. I hope you consider pledging. But if you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Simply like, comment, share, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that good stuff. Help me go viral. I would really appreciate it. And so once again, this week I read Black Orchid Book One, published in 1989 by DC Comics. This has been the weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.